Welcome to episode two of the Actively Unwoke podcast. My name is Carlin Borisenko. I am the author of Actively Unwoke, the ultimate guide for fighting back against woke insanity in your life. And in this podcast, I try to share my highly actionable tips and tricks from fighting back against woke insanity in schools and organizations and our culture and government for the last two and a half years to help people who want to do this in a real way in the real world to be able to speak up and be effective when they're fighting back in their community. And the strategy I want to share with you today, let's let's be honest, it's going to make some people feel uncomfortable. But that's the purpose. That's the entire point. One of the things that I've experimented extensively with over especially the last year or so is what happens when I come at the woke as aggressively or maybe even a little bit more aggressively than they're being to us. Because the woke are almost always the aggressors. They're almost always in control of the situation. In fact, we say, I say oftentimes, critical race theory is not really about race, it's about power. It's about doing what you can to attain power and maintain power and expand your power in any given situation. And race and gender and sexuality and gender identity, those are just different tools that the woke use in order to gain more power. And they come at us aggressively all the time. Listen, these are people who literally caused $2 billion worth of property damage in 2020. They're not afraid to speak out. They're not afraid to rally. They're not afraid to protest. And they are certainly not afraid to get in the faces of anyone who disagrees with them. Now, I do believe in following a bit of an ethical code. We have to know what our values are, and we want to try as much as possible to fight back in an ethical way. However, I have oftentimes found that if you come at the woke very aggressively, and very assertively, and you go on offense rather than constantly playing defense, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle it. You throw them off balance. And when you throw them off balance, that means that they make unforced errors. And when they make unforced errors, they reveal who they really are, they reveal what they're doing, they reveal their hypocrisy, and that's a moment for us to pounce and to make sure we are taking those moments where they are showing us who they really are and what they really want, and we're taking them and, quite frankly, exploiting them in order to demonstrate to the world who these people are. Because one of our number one goals of fighting back against woke insanity has got to be waking more people up to what's going on. Listen, I'm not one of those people who thinks that everyone on the political right is good and everyone on the political left is bad. In fact, I think that woke can exist on both the left and the right. I've seen it repeatedly. When I say woke, I just mean an authoritarian mindset of people who are willing to force their ideology and their will and how they live their lives onto other people in order to validate themselves. That happens on all ends of the political spectrum. But oftentimes I find that especially with conservatives, they are afraid to come at woke leftists more aggressively. And it simply just makes no sense. These are people who 
who they blame woke leftists for destroying every part of our culture, our entire educational system, everything about our military, everything about our government, but they won't speak out and come back against them. I'm sorry if you're not upset with what the woke have done to our culture and particularly to our children, then where have you been and what will make you upset and what will make you come at them aggressively? Anyway, I digress. So how this usually works is you need to put on a little bit of a persona. You need to almost become a superhero version of yourself. Every single person has it in them to do this. The problem is that some people just naturally feel more comfortable with confrontation than others. Some people feel more comfortable getting right up in someone's face and saying, you will not dare do that again, or how dare you even question me? Let me give you an example of when I did this. I was on a debate, and I almost never debate online because I just think it's a a glorious waste of time because no one's mind has ever changed. It's more just about uh, destroying your enemy. But I was tricked into uh, participating in a debate on Gothic's YouTube channel with Christian Watson. And it was me, Christian, and Gothic's on one team. And on the other team were two critical race theory academics. Literally white men. I believe they're both straight. I'm sure one of them will claim that he's pansexual or something. Anyway, literally two white men who are getting PhDs in critical race theory. They were our opponents. And I decided pretty early on that I was not going to take this seriously at all because I do not believe that the woke deserve our respect. I do not believe that they deserve our consideration. And I especially don't believe that people who are literally getting a PhD in this nonsense and who are plugged in to the reality of what's going on I don't believe they deserve our respect and consideration at all. And so I provided them absolutely none. And when it was time to make my opening statement, I went at my goal was to make them feel like I had just smacked them right between the eyes. I'm not a violent person. I would never actually hit anyone in real life. But I do believe that when you come at someone aggressively verbally, sometimes It can absolutely feel to them as though you have physically hit them between the eyes. And that was precisely and exactly the feeling I wanted them to have at the time. So I came at them aggressively and I said, I do not care what any of your scholarly research says. I don't care what any obscure journal article that you pull off your list that you obviously have on your computer screen is going to say. I don't care about any of that. The only thing I care is how the woke ideology shows up in the real world, and that is what I will focus on. And any academic justification you give for it, it doesn't really matter because we're going to talk about what's going on in the real world. And I came at them extremely aggressively and extremely assertively to try to delegitimize their position right off the bat before we'd even started the so-called debate. And they didn't know what to do with it. And I sat there on that debate, mostly knitting, mostly not really saying anything, because anytime I would say something, they would refuse to answer my questions. But I sat there mostly knitting and just like kicking back for 90 full minutes. And the reason that it was 90 full minutes was because I had an interview that I had to leave for. I had another commitment that day and I could only stay for 90 minutes. But for the entire time that I was there, I threw them so off balance that they 
were literally not able to define critical race theory for 90 full minutes. These are two straight white men getting their PhDs in critical race theory, and they couldn't define it for 90 minutes. And so then I had to leave and go to another interview, and I heard, though I never saw it myself, I heard that after I left, they ripped on me for being so aggressive because obviously I had thrown them off balance, which means I'd won. And then finally, at long last, 90, more than 90 minutes into the debate, they mustered up a haphazard, rambling definition of critical race theory that didn't even mean anything. Now, that might seem like a small thing. It's a YouTube debate, right? And there's some merit to that argument. But what I'm trying to illustrate is that when you throw them off balance, you make it impossible for them to advance their ideology. When you throw them off balance, you are going to allow themselves to display what idiots they are. If you're getting a PhD in something and you can't define it, you have that on video forever to look back on and say, this person was not even able to define a simple concept. So how dare he try to tell me that it's not being taught in K through 12 schools? By the way, anyone that tells you that critical race theory is not taught in K through 12 schools is an absolute liar. (laughs) And they all know it. They know we're lying. We know we're lying. And they know we know they're lying and they continue to lie anyway. But that's the advice I really want to give you is don't be afraid to come at them aggressively. Now, some might argue that um, there are clips of me out on the Internet looking a little crazy. I'll concede that there are clips on the Internet of me looking crazy. But why do those clips exist? Because I was so effective when I came at them aggressively that they had to go out of their way to clip things out of context to smear me because the tactic is so effective. There would be no reason to smear me on the internet if it wasn't. And so some of you might say, well, Carla, I don't want to be smeared on the internet. Okay, fair point. Fair point. Well made. But I make the choice to do this on video. You don't have to. You can do this on Twitter from an anonymous account. You can do it at a school board meeting. Oh, school boards love this strategy. And by love, I mean they absolutely loathe it. And school board meetings are filmed. So if you go and you make a good fiery school board speech, that's probably going to be live streamed on the internet. And then you can clip that and show what cowards your local school boards are to everyone on your Facebook page, to everyone in your community saying, look at this. They couldn't even answer these simple questions. Allow them to expose their own hypocrisy. Set up situations where they feel that they're put on the defensive because the woke don't know how to handle this. They are so incredibly used to being the aggressors in any given situation that they have no idea how to handle it. They have absolutely no idea what to do when they're put on defense and someone else is the aggressor. And that's the moment you can catch them. And that's the moment you can make them say stupid things that you can exploit and use against them in order to win. Now, I know that most people, well, maybe not most, probably about half, probably about 50% of you are going to be really, really, really uncomfortable with the idea of any conflict in your life. It's going to make you feel bad. It's going to make you, it's going to Uh, set off all the fight or flight mechanism you have. You're going to want to dive under a table and hide rather than get aggressive with someone. 
And for those people, I would say, well, two things. Number one, we've already talked about this. Anyone can do this. You have to view yourself as playing a role in a play. You're not yourself. You're the person you need to be in order to win the game. But if this is too uncomfortable for you, if you just can't muster it, and I would argue that if you practice, it's going to get a lot more comfortable. But if you just won't do it, then don't use the strategy. Don't use it. No one's requiring you to. Everyone fights back against the woke in different ways. But what I will say is just because you're uncomfortable using this strategy does not mean that you should have license to get in the way of other people using this strategy because it is highly effective. And this is a a problem I've run into over and over and over and over and over again in the so-called anti-woke or anti-CRT space. It's one of the great paradoxes of this whole thing is that roughly half of the anti-CRT space are pretty woke themselves. They really are. It's a really sad state of affairs. They're either woke themselves or they are out for, they're out for money um, to make money in the situation. And so many of them will actually fight people who are coming at the woke aggressively because it makes them uncomfortable or because they think it's going to ruin their grift or whatever it is. And so they end up turning on the people who are fighting back against the woke instead of fighting the woke themselves because the tactics make them feel uncomfortable. My plea to you is this. If you feel uncomfortable with a more aggressive strategy, don't get in the way of people who are implementing it. Don't cause problems. Don't make us out to be the enemy. Because I'll say for myself, if anyone comes at me aggressively, whether that be on Twitter or YouTube or in person, I have actually had conservative mothers do this to me at school board meetings. They come at me aggressively instead of going at the school board because they don't like that I'm using aggressive tactics to try to make the school board make mistakes. So they misuse their attention and energy and they fight people who are supposed to be on their team rather than the real enemy. Just because you are uncomfortable does not mean that you should be getting in the way of other people. If you're uncomfortable with it, keep your mouth shut. Fight your own fight. Use your own strategies. But do not sabotage the good work of other people because it is those other people who will force the errors that are required to expose these people for who they are. And when we force their errors using the strategies that you're uncomfortable with, we can wake more people up. And like I said earlier, waking up people has got to be one of our primary strategies when we're fighting back against the woke because the more people we can wake up to what's really going on, the more people we have on our team and the very best fighters that exist are red-pilled former lefties. They're red-pilled lefties. If you think that conservatives are going to win this fight, no offense to people who are more politically conservative, but the reality is that I've spent the last two years trying to get conservatives to fight back effectively against the woke, and they simply refuse to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. They have their moments. They have their moments. We're kind of having a moment with Disney right now where I do see conservatives standing up and fighting back and 
oh my god this has been like the greatest shock that's ever happened conservatives are actually doing something and i love it don't get me wrong i will give full credit where credit is due but most of the time when we try to get conservatives to do something they don't do it they don't speak up they don't go to rallies they don't send emails they don't support people who are oftentimes they just end up getting in the way just like i described with I've had, again, conservative mothers actually come up to me at school board meetings and yell at me because they don't like my strategies when no one is forcing them to participate in them. And that sort of stuff is really disheartening. And that sort of stuff also prevents us from waking up more people on the left because you know who the best fighters are, are people who have been on the left, know how to organize, know how to be politically active and quite frankly, are really, really pissed at what the the far-left woke ideology and the progressives and the social justice warriors have done to our country and what the media has done to us and the amount of lies that have been spewed. The best fighters in this game are red-pilled former lefties. And so in order to win, we have to wake up more lefties and help them realize how much their side of the coin has changed. And in order to do that, we have to expose the hypocrisy over and over and over and over again. And one of the best ways to exposing the hypocrisy is to come at them, bro. I have a list of rules for the actively unwoke in the book. It's a whole, there's a whole chapter about it. There are 11 rules. And the one we just described is rule number four. Do not be afraid to get aggressive. Now, I'll add one final caveat to this. Aggression isn't the right answer in every circumstance. It's not. Listen, if your workplace is making you go through a diversity training, that's probably not the best time to get aggressive because you don't want to lose your job. You need to be able to pay your mortgage. I don't want anyone to feel like they have to sacrifice their livelihood in order to do this. You have to be smart. You have to speak up where it makes sense and you have to use the strategy where it makes sense. But outside of your workplace? Are there ways that you can do this? Oh my God. Twitter. Twitter is one of the best places that you can do this. And the reason it's one of the best places is not because Twitter is a great place to be. Twitter is a hellscape cesspool of a website that no one really likes being on and that everyone hates. But you can sign up with an anonymous account and you can go and troll and heckle these SJW leftists to your heart's content. You can do what Lips of TikTok did and just show what they're doing. And you can do all that from an anonymous account. You can clip videos. You can retweet things. You can support people who are actively fighting back. Maybe as you're building a platform, if you have a smaller platform, be sure to support those who have a larger platform because that'll get you more followers and that'll get you that'll get you more attention for what you're doing. So it helps build out your platform too when you support other people. Yeah. But it's fun. I'll tell you. When it works, it really works. And I'm not going to say that sometimes it doesn't backfire because sometimes it does. We're human beings. We don't always execute things perfectly. But when it works, it really, really, really works. One last story just last week. And I wrote about this on my Substack, carlin.substack.com. I was able to expose a state agency in Vermont, not only for breaking open meeting law, but for slandering me in public as a hate channel, which 
I would challenge anyone to find any clip of me where I've ever been overtly hateful. I was able to expose a state agency in Vermont by coming at them aggressively. When it works, it really, really works. I've been able to expose elected representatives in New Hampshire. I've been able to expose blue checks on Twitter with hundreds of thousands of followers. When it works, it really works. We're in a battle of inches, and we need to take every opportunity that we can. And this is one of the most easy and also one of the most difficult things to do. Don't be afraid to own your power. Don't be afraid to be assertive. Don't be afraid to be aggressive. Don't be afraid to tell them, no, you have no license over my life whatsoever. And play with it. Practice. If you're nervous, get out there, practice. Play the role on Twitter if you want. Twitter can be a great place for role-playing the person that you want to be. Even if that's a completely different person than you are, you can put on different masks on Twitter if you have an anonymous account. Or even if you don't, quite frankly, I do this all the time and I definitely do not have an anonymous account. Practice. Try it on for size. You might be a little bit more timid at first. That's okay. But next time, it's going to be a little bit more aggressive. And next time after that, it's going to be more assertive. And oh my God, before you know it, you're going to be triggering people left, right, front, back, center, up, down. And if you're triggering the woke, you're making them make mistakes. And then make sure you document everything. Every single thing. Because if a tree falls down in a forest and no one hears it, does it really make a noise? Probably not. Probably not. One final note. I promise this is really the last one. Expect them to come back at you. Because they will. But remember that none of their smears, none of their clips cut out of context, none of these things has to mean anything if you don't allow it to. Let them call you a racist. Let them call you a white supremacist. Let them call you a neo-Nazi. Who really cares? Sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. Words are not violence. And just because someone calls you a mean name does not mean that you give up and does not mean that you give in to them. You have to expect it. We talked about this in the last episode. They're going to call you a racist. You have to know for certain, beyond any stretch of the imagination, that you are not a racist. And if they're calling you names, it's because they want you to shut up. Why would you allow them to silence you that easily? Why would you give them that much power? You have the choice to make the decision not to do it. All right, guys, that's all I've got for this episode. Again, if you would like to know more of my secrets, you can pre-order my book. Well, pre-order right now is of April 19th. It's coming out on May 10th. It's called Actively Unwoke, The Ultimate Guide for Fighting Back Against Woke Insanity in Your Life. My name is Carlin Borisenko. I'll see you next time.